The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Wow, do we have a great show for you all today because we have the team back. It feels like it's like we got the band back together. <laughs> we got to put the band back together, right? Oh, yeah. And we started off with the thinker there in the corner, Sam Main. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. Well, to see most of you. It's yeah, the, good the to band be back. is back together because <laughs> we need to be back together when we're talking about this particular topic that we're on today, the poser, because, you know, the four of us, we have that down to like an art form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, you look it up in the dictionary, and it has a picture of uh, Al. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing that, about Sam. You nothing it. about Sam in the dictionary when it comes to poser. Uh, no. And so last week, you know, we talked about why couldn't we be authentic, and how sometimes we got a mask. And Vinny did a great job, right, Vinny, of talking about Darth Menino, yeah, um, and the mask that, that that your father had. But we, we want to go a little bit different today's show and think about the mask that sometimes we wear and uh so why not start off with a clip about the mask for some of you could remember jim carrey doing this and of course he starts playing around with this mask having no idea that it would eventually attach to his face and when you hear those sound effects yes he's turning into a green face and sort of a different person than the jim carrey that uh, we see at the beginning of the movie so dr newman you're saying that everybody wears a mask that's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. We suppress the id, our darkest desires, and adopt a more socially acceptable image. Well, the book is, of course, The Masks We Wear by Dr. Arthur Newman. Thank you so much for being with us today. What's the matter with you? What is it? What are you looking for, huh? You like this thing? You like it? The masks we wear. That's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> yeah, right. Why? Because I gotta. So, uh, those of you who may have seen that movie, um, it's it's sort of an unforgettable scene. And recently, you may know that we were uh, my family had taken a trip to Illinois because my mother, you know, was in critical condition, and we really felt like this may be our last time to see her. But my brother had come into the family drama, and so he's. He's telling me about all the weight, you know, there's a lot going on with family when, in these kind of situations. 
And he said to me, Robbie, you remember the scene in the movie The Mask <laughs> where Jim Carrey puts that thing on and, blah, 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 you know, he starts going crazy. He said, that's how I felt for the first few hours that I was here with all this family and all this stuff going on. He felt, they said, I felt like I was in that. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting that we can be ourselves sometimes when we're away from our family, but when we go back into that family thing, when we are back with all our brothers and sisters, then, and I felt when I got there, Believe me, I felt just like Jim Carrey, like, Woo, blah, 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 blah. you know, that was how it, how it kind of felt like, man, I got to go back into that old posing role that, that once I found myself in, but Vinny, where you're staying now in the, it, 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 sometimes your wife has one of those for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you don't know out there, I live in a senior citizens complex and it's about 150 people. I was a very, very sharp dresser in my day, but now I'm 84, and most people, <laughs> most people think I got three shirts and two pairs of dungarees, because that's you all I wear. You got two pairs of what? Uh, Blue jeans for you. What do you call them? Younger jeans? Americans. Okay, yeah. Dungarees, all right. Dungarees, okay. And she keeps on telling me, with all that good clothes, suits you got, and jackets, and sports jackets. Why don't you dress up when we're walking out, you know, with those roller stroller? I says, for what? Who am I impressing? As them people are half naked, they don't even know it, you know? <laughs> and, and I have to worry about being dressed? I says, no, it, it's okay. I says, I am who I am, and I like my three shirts, and I like my two dungarees, and my four pairs of pajamas. You tell so them, I'm not a poser. She's a poser. You tell them, Popeye. I am what I, I am. I, I, I is who I is. How about you, uh, Al? <laughs> what do you mean, Robbie? Robbie? <laughs> There's a question there, but there wasn't one asked. Yeah. Where do you find yourself where you kind of like Jim Carrey, like I, what What have I got to be in this situation? You know, just recently at work, um, something happened, and it was a big downtime, and I got – uh, I was up till one o'clock and then email started coming in at six in the morning. We didn't get to bed till after one o'clock in the morning. And then I get a, um, at about six fifteen. I get a call. The VP, the director want you to schedule a call for early this morning with me and you and, uh, to discuss what happened yesterday. I got on the phone and I was like, well, I feel like I could have done this better and that better. And I was just trying so hard to, you know, make it seem like I was willing to take the blame, but I didn't think I did anything wrong. And there was just, you know, you, you, it's almost like that. What's the right way of saying it? But I'm just, I was just sucking up. <laughs> I was sucking up, trying to make it sound like I was, There's you know, something about your, the end of your nose changing color. Yep. Now, I understand. Yep. That's, but that's I, when I feel like I'm in trouble. Um, and I, it's not something that I did. I am just posing like crazy trying to get out of it. And it really comes down to, I should have just been myself and said, it wasn't me. I knew who it was, but you know, there's also, you don't want to throw somebody under the bus that you, that you work with that you think a lot of. So you try to, I was trying to keep it from, from anybody getting blamed. Well, I failed at that miserably. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to tell you who did it, but it was Vinny. It was Vinny, but Sam, how about you? Well, I think there's, there's different times, you know, when I, what I used to do when I would meet with clients a lot, you know, you try to find a common ground. 
so you have something to discuss, but that can easily become posing if you're not careful, you know, pretending that you're something that you're not or you're more interested in something than you really are. I think now where I find myself posing is really has to do more with emotions. You know, maybe I'm not having a great day and I just don't really want to talk about it. Or maybe you act like you're somebody's friend. Well, could be, <laughs> could be, but you know, I just, uh, I think that it's a lot of those times that I just, I kind of hold back from really saying how I feel or saying what I'm thinking now, uh, at times. You know, I wonder about that because there are individuals that I work with from time to time that just annoy the snot out of me. And I've made a decision <laughs> that I'm going to um, be positive and polite no matter what. You know, I'm going to take the high road. And if I see that they did something good, even though they annoy me and I don't want to say it, I'm going to say it anyway. And I'm going to be positive and polite. And sometimes well, one of them has said, you know, I don't like it when you're fake. I said, it's not that I'm being fake. I'm authentic and that I'm trying to be nice. It's just so hard to be nice to some people that it comes off as fake. That wasn't posing, was it? No. <laughs> that was kind just of kind of a, rude. Kind of a backhanded slap. slap. Yeah, that was, that was right across the face. Yeah. 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 I think that posing is something that we can easily slip into. You know, there was a day in an age, that, at least for a lot of us, and I, I think that posing was just a way of life. You know, because oh, yeah. I, I don't want people to know my secrets. I don't want people to know this about me. If they really, truly knew this, they probably wouldn't be my friend. And all those things, an enemy comes after you that tries to encourage you to pose. You know, and it becomes more of a just something else you put on in the morning when you get dressed. You know, you put that on. And then later on, I think it, as you get into this message, it, it tends to become something different. But if you're not careful, you can slip back down that slippery slope. Yeah, and the challenge is that we find ourselves doing that with God. And, you know, one of the things that we've got coming up the end of this month, April 28th, is we have this boot camp. And one of my favorite things that I get to enjoy in this, this year, Al's going to do the talk, but it's the poster talk. And it's an opportunity for me to figure out where God am I posing with you and seeing those kind of things. Al, I am really, really excited to hear your talk. It's coming up April 28th. It is. It is. I'm not <clears throat> sure. That was a statement, and I didn't feel a question there, so I... Are you excited, though? I am stoked. There you go. You sound it. I feel it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I think that, you know, a lot of the topics we come and we talk for a half hour on here, and it's it's hard to really get as deep as we'd like to. We got the opportunity to go really, really deep when we're at the boot camp, and I think that it's a, a nice transition when you're there to really get to see the whole picture, what God's trying to do in a man's life. You know, one of the things that really has um, opened my eyes coming from my childhood where there was, there was no authenticity, you know, and that's the environment that I was raised in. That was on my mother's side. On my father's side, it was all about 100% being real, authentic and humble and full of integrity. And you can't go from world to world. And sometimes, and I'm wondering if the listener out there, maybe you're in that position where you're bouncing between worlds where you have to come off as a certain way to fit in, but it's not you and you don't like it. And then there's the other part of you that's maybe you're just too honest or you're afraid to be honest. And then the great part of the boot camp is then we have the covenant of silence for you to go out with some of these questions and you have the time in the setting out in the wilderness, you and God to talk about these things and come. And that's a big part of it, right? Sam is to actually have the time alone in that setting with God. Oh, yeah. None of us are smart enough that we're going to solve our own issues. If that was the case, we'd fixed ourselves a long time ago. 
you need you need God to step in and really just enter into that situation with you and guide you and let the Holy Spirit lead you into some places that you really just need to go and God's there to gently take you there and to help you get through it and, and really just to find out something that's really more true about you your authentic self which is a lot cooler than that pose you know one, one thing I I think it's clear or it's important to understand when you're talking about the poser is it's where you're looking for validation from people around you from the world instead of looking for that authentic self inside that God created and letting him validate you. All right. We've got some really wonderful, very funny clip one coming up. And then the next one, a little bit more serious as we figure out how about these masks we wear and what does God maybe have in mind for us? So much more coming up. Stay tuned. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. And I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Don't pretend to be something that you're not Living life afraid of getting caught There is freedom found when we lay our secrets down at the cross At the cross So bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine Cause love can heal what hurt Yes, we are struggling <laughs> again <laughs> through this whole idea of being honest. And can we be honest with ourselves? Can we be honest with God? Can we be honest with those around us? And for a lot of us, uh, by the way, you're listening to the Masculine Journey radio show, and we do have the band back together, which I'm very excited about. So we have Saul here today. But one of the places that men str- struggle with is just playing their masculinity. And do they have what it takes and so this next clip is just like the classic. It, we show it at every boot camp. Because it, so I mean, any of us, we struggle right in this very place. And so it can't help but just kind of tickle you. It, this clip is kind of from the movie uh, Mr. Mom. Yeah, there you go. Well, hello down there. Why don't you run and tell your mommy that Mr. Richardson is here? Stay right here. I'm not supposed to let strangers in the house.
just waiting for Carolyn. Well, Rod, you know women. <laughs> yeah, I like to think I do. Got <laughs> a beer? Seven o'clock in the morning. Scotch? Not during working hours. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. No problem. Come on over here, Ron. Let me show you what I'm doing. Take advantage of some of the time on to uh, add a whole new wing on here. I'm going to rip these walls out and, uh, of course, rewire it. Yeah, you're going to make it all 220? Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Well, you sound like a pretty handy guy. Yeah, well, I like to do a little bit of everything, Ron. I write poetry, I uh, paint, sculpt. Oh. Oh, Carol. Don't you look nice. Well, thanks. I'm sorry if I kept you waiting. Oh, not at all. I was just having a little uh, chat here with your hubby. Um... Jack. Jack. Yeah, he's quite a guy. So, uh, I guess we better get going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jack, a real pleasure. Ron? Very nice outfit, honey. Thank you. Honey, if you call, I'm not here. I'll be at the gym or at the gun club. Vinny, that, that clip gets you every time. You just, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it, it does, but I, my mind is just floating around. Uh, I'm thinking at a boot camp here, and for all you people that are thinking about it, come and come. I'm the entertainment. I'm going to do an imitation of Stevie Wonder. And, <laughs> and it's a great imitation. You talk about no posing. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Come on down. Yeah, that's right. Go to MasculineJourney. Dot org. You don't want to miss that experience. Masculine Journey Radio. Masculine Journey Radio. Dot org. Yes, I'm glad I mentioned that. You know, I've listened to that clip and I've seen that clip so many times, but they're both posing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and you see that, but you know, building houses for a living. I'm thinking, you know, he's saying, "Are you going to wire it with 220?" You're not going to do that. that. Yeah, you're not going to do that on a house unless it's a range or something. And so, you know, they're both posing during that scene. It's just one's more obvious than the other. Yeah. Well. As you were preparing for the poser talk, no doubt God comes with some messages, and I'm and I, you've been working on that now for what two or three weeks, Al. And what what has God kind of showed you? Well, not to wire my house with two twenty. <laughs> I've gotten that clear. Um, one thing that's really struck me is we talk about posers, but the heart of the poser is the insecure man. He's he's in fear of something. And one thing that I've been praying lately when I, when I do my nightly prayers, well, and my morning prayers, I want to love people better because sometimes when you see a poser, what do you want to do? You want to reject them. You want to walk away. They just irritate the snot out of you. But what you have to do is you have to no love No wonder them. he never has a gold. This is the second time in this show that he, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not been gone, but it does. I get it. Yeah. I've got a hawker for everybody. You're next. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, I was irritating. But no. that's that's a wonderful thing. And and to irritate me? <laughs> no, well, that too. Well, ask Sam. He's pretty good at it too. <laughs> yeah. So that's my goal is to do that. Touchdown. You, touchdown. You know the whole posing thing. I think people fall into this idea that I can be one person at work and a different person at home. 
where I can be one person at church and a different person in other places. And pretty soon you just kind of wonder, who am I really? Am I really authentic at any of those places? And the answer is usually no if you're posing like that. But then there's the situation, right, Sam, where it's appropriate to wear a mask. It's discerning to wear a mask. And, you know, to set that up with the next clip, speak to that. Yeah, this is from the the movie Gladiator. And in this scene is when you have um, Russell Crowe's character, who is the gladiator, who's been kind of hiding his identity. And it comes to uh, the surface on who he is. We're going to listen to that and we're going to come back and talk about it. Drop your weapons. Gladiator, the Emperor has asked for you. I'm at the Emperor's service. is well-deserved, Spaniard. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator to match you. As for this young man, he insists you are Hector reborn. Was it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slave! Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. So as you see that scene in the movie, and of course a lot of us have seen that, he, he actually looked like he had a mask because of the helmet on, mm-hmm. but he, he wasn't revealing that, and, and there's some real wisdom there. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between being a poser and having discernment. You know, there are times that it's not necessarily safe to be completely authentic. You know, if I think that uh, you know, someone I work for is not the greatest person in the world, you don't want to go in and tell them that. Right, you're going to probably hold back a little bit, or it may not be a safe situation. In this case, it wasn't a safe situation for him to reveal himself, or he would have been killed. And so he was not posing, but he was intentionally not revealing some of his identity because it was not a safe environment. And so, Al, you you brought up a great point as we talked about that. Even Jesus um, didn't reveal all his identity. That's true. Um, when he was resurrected and the women came uh, to the tomb, they thought he was the gardener at first. When he was walking uh, down the road to Emmaus, he did not reveal himself for a while. Uh, so he, even when at the very beginning of his ministry, before his ministry started, he had powers and he wasn't going to reveal them. His, his mother said, oh, yeah, you are. You're turning the water into wine. These poor people don't have enough wine. They're going to be embarrassed. So make it happen. I'm sending you the water jugs. He, w- he didn't want to do it, but his mom made it. So even Jesus has to do what his mom says. And, and to an extent, we're responsible for people posing around us than Sam when we don't create a safe place, you know, where people know that we're judgmental and things like that. 
Yeah, I think you have that. And I think that authenticity often breeds authenticity. You know, when people see that you're being authentic, it creates a safe environment for them to be. And, and I think that it's both edges of that sword. I can create an environment where it's not healthy, or I can try to create an environment where it's safe. And we kind of have those choices to make. And, and our decisions have ripple effects in both directions. So <laughs> I find myself with all these opportunities <laughs> for growth. And, you know, one of the exciting things is what does God have to say about, because now all of a sudden I find it takes more discernment to know where to be and how to be. Well, you know, a lot of times it's just keep it simple. Who are you? And be that person. Um, you know, at work, we have to be more accommodating. But when we're at home, you know, we have to remember that that, that part of ourselves can't end at work. You know, a lot of people, they're great at work and they come home and they become a monster. You've got to, you've got to be consistent as well with that, with that love. If you're going to give it all away at work, you got to save some for home. Well, Vinny, at 84, you, you got this song you sing. <laughs> I got to be me. How does that work? As you get older, does it get easier? Well, you take more time getting up out of the chair. Uh, <laughs> you take more time getting into bed and putting your pajamas on. And if you fall, you hope and pray that nothing breaks. But uh, I don't know. You know, we make, uh, most of us here, my friends, sort of like uh, I'm the mascot, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, because <laughs> of my age. And, you know, I'm glad to be 84. I am really glad because, I mean, if you think about it, the alternative would have been terrible. I wouldn't be here to see them laugh at some of my experiences and what I could give them with knowledge of what I've lived through. Uh, and a lot of it was posing, most of it. Anyway, we got Robbie going to talk about our boot camp, and that's very important. Yeah, Sign and the up. point being, whether you're 84 or you're 19, you know, this is an opportunity to be amongst men of all sorts of different generations to see where God may have that for you, right? It is, and it's a great opportunity to walk with God and let Him open up some things in your heart that you either didn't know was there or been buried so long that you forgot about them. And it's coming right around the corner, April 28th through May the 1st. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register. And we still got the early bird pricing, $169. Don't miss the opportunity. Come register, MasculineJourneyRadio.org.